Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. All right, so we're gonna, this is exciting. Man, what a, what a day. Why are you pointing at me? Why are they screaming? What's going on? I don't understand anything. Can you guys hear me? Thumbs up. There's mass chaos in here today. By the way, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably, here's what I'm going to do next year. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to bed at like noon, sleep until the State of the Union, and then just stay up all night preparing the show for the next day because that's about, that's about as much time as we need, uh, to get this whole thing put together. There's so much audio. There's so many open mic messages. There's so much to talk about. There's so much greatness. There's so much, there's so much democratic angst. There's so much rudeness that we need to get in. There's so much just, just stuff. They should, I mean, the State of the Union was, I mean, it was an incredible event to watch. And the fallout and, and the backlash and everything else that's been going on since then has been even crazier. And we'll get, we're going to get to all of that. First, though, I want to start off because, again, we don't, we don't always have the opportunity to do this, but today we do. And I want to start off with uh, something very exciting. It's something we get to do every now and then called the, uh, the Mark K Show Secret Sound. Why isn't, why, why isn't it working? Why is it, what, what's going on? Am I on the air? Okay, good. Here we go. Secret sound. All right. So here's how this works. We play a secret sound, and we don't tell you what it is. We just you just get to listen to it, and then you call in and you tell us what it is. And if you correctly identify Marquee Secret Sound today, we'll give you a Marquee Show prize pack featuring a Marquee Show T-shirt and. I think that's pretty much all we have. <laughs> so it's a prize pack t-shirt. You know what? We'll put it in a bag for you. Uh, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 or star star 1045. All right. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. Here is today's Mark K Show secret sound. See if you can identify it. Here we go. There you go. If you think you know what that is. If you think you know what that is, give us a buzz. 855-765-104. Here, I'll give it to, I'll play it for you one time. Ready? There it is. Uh, star Star 1045 works as well. In the meantime, we've got Susie on the line. Susie, thanks so much for calling. How are you today? I'm doing good, Mark. How about yourself? Doing great, Susie. Uh, what do you want to say? It's Trump Day. Yeah, it is. Very nicely done. Susie, did you watch the speech yesterday? Yes, I did. It was very good. I have to tell you, yesterday was really a great day for Donald Trump. And here's and I want to preface this with Donald Trump. Just so you know, when you say President Trump or President Donald Trump or President Donald J. Trump, whatever, however, you, even if you just say Trump, you're really saying the United States of America because he is the leader of the United States of America. For example, if Jeff Bezos has a great day, that means that Amazon and all of the Amazon shareholders also have a great day. You know, and that that's basically how it works. So when we talk about Donald Trump, we are referring to the entire country. And and Donald Trump yesterday had a great day, which means the entire country had a great day. It started off with this Gallup poll. Uh, I mean, and again, going into the State of the Union under all of this, this, this smoke and sadness and this, you know, the, the whole uh, impeachment trial and everything else that's been going on, going into the State of the Union address with a 49 percent approval rating from Gallup, which is the least, uh, let's just say, fair and most liberal poll there is. For Gallup to come forward and say Donald Trump has his highest approval ratings ever is, I mean, that's an incredible feat. That is something that's really phenomenal. And that's something that puts a big, a big, you know, a burst of wind into his sails. That's the first thing. The second thing is the Iowa caucus in the uh, Democratic Iowa caucus was such a shambles. It was so ridiculous. It was such a mess that they didn't get any of the results out. And they, they were incomplete when they got them till five o'clock before the speech. So all everybody was talking about leading up to the State of the Union was how great Donald Trump's approval rating was and how disorganized and, and silly the Democrats looked coming out of their first big caucus in Iowa. 
The third great thing that happened was that Joe Biden, who a lot of people thought was supposed to be the front runner, who a lot of people thought was going to run away with this whole thing, a lot of people thought was going to be facing Donald Trump in the general election. The Democrats have damaged their own major candidate so badly that he came in like fourth, third or fourth. In this whole thing, he was behind Pete Buttigieg, who won. He was behind Bernie Sanders, who's a communist. He was behind Elizabeth Warren, who's also a communist and a liar. And he was slightly ahead of Amy Klobuchar, who doesn't have a snowball's chance in H.E. Double Hockey Sticks of getting the nomination. So Donald Trump has this great Gallup approval poll rating. Donald Trump has this uh, this massive, disgusting mess of a of a Democratic caucus that he can laugh at. Then he finds out that Joe Biden is fourth. And that nobody really likes him, that they all like Pete Buttigieg more than they like Joe Biden. And then he rolls into the State of the Union with what can only be described as probably one of the most exciting, most dramatic, most well-produced events. I wouldn't even call it a speech. I would call it an event because that's what it was. He didn't just get in there and say, here's the State of the Union. It's strong. Here's what's going on. No, he made it a show of American greatness. But, and that's how what people respond to. I mean, everybody loves a show. People love a show. You can get in there and just talk, talk, talk like Barack Obama did. You can get in there and talk, talk, talk like, like Bill Clinton did. But Donald Trump said, not only is America great, but I'm going to show you how great it is. And he started bringing in examples. He started bringing in examples of, of young kids who were getting scholarships, awarding a scholarship to a young girl so that she could go to a school of her choice and not be forced into the public school system where God knows what she's learning. Right there at the State of the Union. Cute little girl with her mom. She stands up. He goes, guess what? You get a scholarship. It was very Oprah Winfrey of him. I thought he was going to start handing them out to everybody. And you get a scholarship. And you get a Everybody gets a scholarship. It, it was kind of like a game show. People were getting prizes. Speaking of which, Rush Limbaugh, who we were just talking about yesterday, Rush Limbaugh, our own, our own, uh, you know, good friend, and and you know, we're all big fans, and we were talking and, and praying for him yesterday. He shows up at the State of the Union address, and he's sitting there next to Melania, and he does, you know, he's there at the invitation of the president, and what he doesn't know is he's about to get the Congressional Medal of Honor. He's about to be awarded live. At the State of the Union address, and everybody knew it because what what happens is when you go to the State of the Union, you have to get there like two hours early. You have to you have to give up your cell phone. You can't take any photos. You can't text. You can't call. You can't do anything unless you're in the little press gallery, whatever. So all of the anchors and everyone outside, everyone who was narrating what was going on, everyone who was setting up the speech on CNN and whatnot, they all knew that Rush was about to get the Congressional Medal of Honor. Melania knew, Donald Trump knew, the only person really that didn't know was Rush Limbaugh because he was sequestered in the uh, in Congress and he had no cell phone, he had no pager, he had no way of communicating with the outside world. So then Donald Trump points to Rush Limbaugh, talking, talking about his health, talking about struggles that people have with health, linking it to health insurance, and then says, uh, I'm, it's my honor to, to bestow upon you based on everything. Well, you know, here, we have a little clip of it here. Uh, I'll play it for you. Listen carefully. Here tonight is a special man. Beloved by millions of Americans who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And then he went on to talk about all the wonderful ways that that, uh, that Rush Limbaugh has fought, not just for himself, but for this country. This is not good news. But what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country right and so then rush limbaugh's like thank you and he's waving he's like whatever and he's about to sit down but he doesn't realize that this isn't just your typical state of the union speech this is the donald trump version this is this is the state of the union plus he's about to not just get recognized but rewarded i am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor the presidential medal of freedom oh. And literally, he starts to cry. He's like, he can't. And he's so overcome with emotion. He just found out that he's got this advanced lung cancer. He gets invited to the State of the Union. And then the president in front of God and everybody says, oh, by the way, we're giving you the highest civilian honor awarded to an American citizen, the Congressional Medal of Honor. And it's not like we're going to do it next week sometime right then and there. Again, this was this was the game show State of the Union, and it was awesome to watch. Melania whips out the award. She puts it on his neck. She had a little bit of trouble 
you know, it's tough. I imagine it's tough to get on. And you don't, you know, it's not like something you do every day. You're not handing these things out 24-7. So, but then, he, you know, he sits down and the whole speech was like that. There was a viral moment where one of the soldiers uh, who was away for seven months came home and his wife and kids didn't know that he was going to be there. And they turned around and there he was. And, you know, it, it just showed the sacrifice for the American families. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And then, of course, there were the Democrats. And if look, if Donald Trump and his speech were brilliant, the Democrats and their reaction to his speech were the total opposite. Quick eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We're still looking for a winner. Do you know what Marquee's secret sound is? If you do, give us a buzz eight five five seven six five one zero four five. It's the Marquee Show. We'll be right back on one zero four point five WOKV. Congratulations, Rush, on your Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah, I said I said it the wrong night. I said Congressional Medal of Freedom. It was the Presidential Medal of Freedom. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's the highest civilian honor that you can get. And it's something that uh, Rush Limbaugh greatly deserved and was so shocked by. We have a ton of people. We have a ton of people on the um, on our Facebook page that are saying they teared up. I mean, it was. It was a, it was a great moment. And it was something that I think. Not, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying that it, you know. It it was it was there definitely to zhuzh up the State of the Union and to to make some some talking points and some great moments visually, but it was also well deserved and I think that's what the State of the Union needs more. You know, a little more action, less talk. Show us what you're doing. Show us the girl getting the scholarship. Show us the soldier coming home. Show us the radio host getting the uh, the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Show us all those things. Don't just tell us. Prove to us that the people you're talking about are real people. And presidents, they've been doing it for years, but I don't think any. Anyone's done it quite as well as as Donald Trump did yesterday in his State of the Union. All right, let's go. We got a bunch of people online that think they know Marquee's secret sound. Marquee's secret sound. If you missed it, uh, here it is one more time. Listen carefully and see if you can tell us what this secret sound is. What? Here, one more. There's a little. Uh, there you, okay, I was there. Star Star 104.5. This is Jason in Jacksonville. Jason, how you doing? Hey, good, Mark. How you doing today? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great, Jason. What do you think? Uh, what was the Marquee secret sound today? Any idea? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the sound of Nancy Pelosi ripping up the Constitution. I mean, the uh, State of the Union. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? She probably thought that it was the Constitution, but you're right. Yes, it was Nancy Pelosi ripping up the State of the Union address. Uh, congratulations, Jason. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, we're gonna thank hook you up with a uh, we're gonna hook you up with a Show uh, prize pack, which consists of a Mark K. Show T-shirt and nothing else. <laughs> because I don't think what a prize! I don't, I don't think we have anything. That's else. a pack of prizes. Yeah, that's a, that's a prize pack. You get a right sleeve, you get a left sleeve. <laughs> you get the There's collar. KB, you know, like prizes in there. Yeah, it's got the old logo. Anyway, well, we'll figure. We'll, no, figure we'll throw out. that logo in for free. Oh, okay, per- perfect. Yeah, and the little tag that says Haynes. That's all yours. 855-765-1045. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, she ripped up the speech. And a lot of people are like, why did Nancy Pelosi rip up the speech? Well, there's a couple reasons. First of all, she's an angry B-word. Second of all, she wanted to steal Donald Trump's thunder. And third of all, uh, well, I, you know, we'll go back to number one. She's just an angry, angry B-word. And the, the fact of the matter is, that when you it's so interesting to me to hear Democrats say stuff like the country's so divided. Donald Trump is so divisive. Donald Trump has torn this country apart. The partisanship has never been worse and it's all Donald Trump's fault. And then Nancy Pelosi gets up there and literally rips up his speech as he's wrapping it up on camera for the world to see and has the has the audacity to go out and say that the Republicans are divisive, that Donald Trump is divisive. Donald Trump, contrary to popular belief, Donald Trump, contrary to what everybody thought was going to happen, was that he got out there and didn't mention impeachment once. He didn't mention the articles of impeachment. He didn't mention uh, the trial in the Senate. He didn't mention acquittal. He didn't mention the hoax. He didn't mention any of that. He didn't mention Mueller. He said nothing at all. He didn't say the Democrats have taken over the House of Representatives and used it as a political weapon. They've weaponized the Constitution against their enemies. He didn't mention Joe Biden. He didn't mention Hunter Biden. He didn't mention Burisma. He didn't mention the words witch hunt at all. Not once in the 90 minute speech. The only thing 
that could be considered divisive, the only thing that could be considered bitterly partisan, the only thing during the entire speech that could have divided the country even more than it's already divided was the leader of the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, ripping up a copy of what was one of the best State of the Union addresses ever. And it was rude, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, now, Donald Trump, I know a lot of people said, hey, he snubbed her at the beginning. She went to shake his hand. He didn't shake her hand. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he saw it. Maybe he did see it. I wouldn't shake her hand either. In fact, the last time these two spoke, I don't know if you know this, but back in October, you may remember there was a meeting. They were talking about the uh, they were talking about the um, what do you call it? The uh, infrastructure bill. They were all in the cabinet room and they stormed out. And that's when Donald Trump called her like a third rate politician. And he called she called him like a petty, no good, whatever. And they stormed out of the meeting. That was the last time these two have spoken with each other. And then they meet there at the State of the Union. He hands her the, the nice leather uh, you know, portfolio with the, the speech in it. And and she takes it, reaches out her hand. But by the time he'd, he'd given her the speech, he was turning around to start talking to the people. I just think he I don't I don't think he saw her. Maybe he saw her and he was like, I ain't touching you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to I don't want to melt or, or turn to stone or whatever it is that would happen to me. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. We've got listen. It was a great speech. There were some amazing parts. In fact, we've isolated like the seven top moments from the State of the Union speech yesterday, the seven top moments from the State of the Union speech. We'll get to all of those here in just a minute. We'll get to a ton of your phone calls because I know it's whatever you want Wednesday. We have to break quickly for traffic, weather, and news, but more of the Markay Show is coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Markay Show. This is the Markay Show. What the crap, Mark? I watched this to see the president speak. Now I'm looking at Nancy the whole time. I w- you know what? I was in fact I took note. My wife's like, "What are you writing down?" I took down every rude eye roll or bizarre thing Nancy Pelosi did during the entire speech. And later on today, I'm going to make a video. And by the way, if you have, if you ever miss any part of the show, we take the highlights from the program every day and we make little videos. They're snackable, is I think the word for them. We put them on Facebook. They're like short versions of the show that are way more entertaining because, uh, well, they're short. <laughs> Instead of three hours, it's three minutes. And you can go check those out on our Facebook page, uh, Mark K, M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E. But I, I'm going to do a video of Nancy Pelosi's reactions. Can't talk about it on the radio because, you know, you can't see reactions on the radio. But it was it was definitely something something uh, something fun to watch. Dave in Sandalwood. Hi, Dave. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Doing great. What do you want to say about the SOTU? Well, it's like this. Nancy Pelosi was handed over a document yeah. that goes into the National Archives, and she ripped it in half. Yeah. Instead of historically writing her comments on there, and that is a shame and disgrace. Some people have commented on Facebook that it's actually against the law to destroy a signed copy of the State of the Union. Now, again, I'm no lawyer or really, I mean, I've, I'm not really educated at all, so I don't know. But uh, that's something to look up, and I'm sure that's something we'll hear a lot about, too. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Matt in Jacksonville. What's up, Matt? How are you? Hey, very good, Mark. Yeah, I was calling about the State of the Union address that Nancy tore up as well. I yeah. heard uh, that actually wasn't her personal copy. That was actually meant for the uh, National Archives. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Apparently, look, I don't know if there's going to be an inquiry. I'm still waiting on an inquiry into the Clintons and uh, the Burisma scandal with Hunter Biden. So maybe those take precedence. But after that, we should definitely start investigating whether or not Nancy Pelosi broke the law by tearing up the State of the Union address. Andrew in Tampa, Florida. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing today, Mark? Doing great. Thanks so much for asking, man. What do you want to say? First of all, when I was watching the show, um, whatever, it was a comedy show in the background. Yeah. I had to get a piece of paper and put a piece of paper glued to my TV so I wouldn't see Nancy with a horrible <laughs> yeah. facial expression. I see myself. She was so grotesque. Somebody on, almost felt like vomiting. Somebody on Facebook put like a blanket over the right half of their TV and they were like, okay, I'm ready to watch the State of the Union address now because they want, they wanted to make sure that they didn't, uh, that they didn't vomit. Anyway, listen, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to harp on the Democrats and the negativity and the pettiness. Somebody else said we should call her Nancy Petty Losey because she's so petty, which I love. 
which I love the things that she was doing through the entire speech. And it, it wasn't just the ripping up. That was the culmination of her pettiness. But Nancy Pettilosi was petty the entire time. We'll get to all that, you know, in due time. But I do want to talk about the speech itself because it was magnificent. It was really good. It was awe-inspiring. And it was the the best way for Donald Trump to set up his next four years. And in fact... This was crazy. In the Right at the beginning, when Donald Trump started speaking, it was like it turned into a Donald Trump rally because all the Republicans in the chamber started chanting, four more years. I mean, I assume it was the Republicans. I'm pretty sure the Democrats. I'm pretty sure the Democrats uh, can't count to four. But uh, anyway, th- that's what, what happened at the very beginning. But there were some really great moments in the speech. And I want to share that. In fact, I pinpointed seven. So here now, real quick, just so you can get kind of a, a, a really brief overview of what you need to take away from the State of the Union if you watched it or if you didn't. These are the seven most amazing and powerful lines from Donald Trump's State of the Union. The first was how he started it. Typically, these things start with the state of our union is strong, period. Pause for applause. Donald Trump, he takes it one step further. I say to the people of our great country and to the members of Congress, the state of our union is stronger than ever before. And I saw some of the news anchors afterward talking, commenting, saying, you know, Donald Trump never said that the state of our union is strong. No, dude. He said it's stronger than ever before. Why? Because it is. And when you're a president, you should look to do more than any of your predecessors. When you're given the keys to the United States of America and the White House and the Oval Office, your job is to make it better, make it more successful, make it stronger, not just stronger, but stronger than it has ever been before. And Donald Trump's very proud of that accomplishment. So he kicked it off in a very unique way. Then he launched into something which I think is a fantastic, I think it's a fantastic tagline for the first four years of Trump's presidency. And it really sets up the next four years. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Yeah, and that's another great way to put this whole thing. The State of the Union. What is the State of the Union address? Well, oh, it's a speech where we talk about, you know, the state of our union. Donald Trump's like, look, when I ran for office, I said I was going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, and I. And now, three years later, I'm going to come in here and tell you how I didn't just do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, and I. I kicked A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, and I's butt. We are killing it. These are the results of the Donald Trump presidency. And I think that's a great way to. And again, it goes with the whole showmanship that the evening had. It wasn't just a boring speech. It was results. It was awards. It was scholarships. It was not just telling you how great America is, but it was showing you how great America is, which leads me to the third great moment, which was when he was talking about schools and handing out scholarships and then saying, hey, look, I just gave this girl a scholarship to go wherever she wants to go. Congress, now it's your turn. Parents should be forced to send their child oh, hold on, let me, to a therapy. So get the whole idea. Uh, here it is. Pass the Education Freedom Scholarships and Opportunities Act because no parent should be forced to send their child to a failing government school. This is one of the greatest lines of the speech, because not only does he say, hey, you need to pass this act so that these kids have school choice and they can take taxpayer dollars and go to the best possible school that they can get into. He's also digging at the education system, which has been in turmoil pretty much forever. He's literally saying government schools suck. We need to privatize education, or at least if we're going to pay for education, we're not any good at it. We can outsource education. Don't remember, Donald Trump's a businessman. Donald Trump doesn't go out and build his own buildings. He doesn't get like Don Jr. and, and, and Ivanka and Barron and say, hey, kids, get your, your hammers and your nails. Daddy and I, we're going to go build a casino somewhere. No, he outsources everything. So if education, if the government can't handle it, if these failing government schools are so bad and if the, the, the problems, if they're, if they're decaying and they're decrepit and we have to keep pouring money into them, why don't we stop pouring money? into them why don't we let them alone and why don't we send our kids with checks and vouchers from the united states government to the schools that are really good and are doing really well to the private schools and let everybody benefit the private schools get better the kids get a better education and america continues to win it was a great way to it was a great way to put forth an agenda item while also sticking it to the democrats uh here's another great moment we will never let socialism destroy american health care you may 
remember last year, Donald Trump just flat out said the United States of America will never be a socialist country. And that was a that was a slap in the face to Bernie Sanders. Basically, Donald Trump is saying the same thing, only he had to change the wording because you can't just, you know, can't just plagiarize yourself year after you can't just say the same thing year after year after year. I mean, I do it day after day after day on this show, but that's totally different. He's the president. So he gets in there and says, look, health care, that's a Bernie Sanders issue. Socialism, that's that's a Bernie Sanders way of life. I'm going to tie the two together and let everybody know that America will never let socialism interfere with your health care. And in doing so, he's basically saying we will fight socialism with capitalism and you are going to have the best health care ever. Because just like our failing school systems, if you leave health care to the to the party that can't even count 10,000 votes in a state like Iowa, then we're going to have really serious problems. 855-765-1045. Do I have time to get into one more here? All right. We're going, to take, we're going to take a quick break. There's four more things that I want to pinpoint from this speech. I don't want to make sure we have time for it. So we'll take a quick break. 855-765-1045. When we come back, the other four moments, the big takeaways, the most magnificent and, and impressive lines from last night's State of the Union. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Skeletor does not like sitting behind E-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Skeletor does not like sitting behind E-Man. Ah, by the power of Grayskull. This is, <laughs> this is, this is the Marquee Show. All, by the way, all 47-year-old men are freaking out right now because they're all excited about that He-Man reference. 855-765-1045. Would that make Melania Shira? Yeah, you know, never mind. We're getting off on a tangent. Uh, but before we, we have, it is whatever you want Wednesday, and I know a lot of people want to talk about the State of the Union. But before we get to your calls, I just want to make sure you're, we're all up to speed on what I believe are the seven most important moments from the State of the Union. And we ran through four of them. We talked about the great American comeback, the union being stronger than ever before, the schools being sucky and how we need to put the parents back in charge of their children's education and, of course, health care being socialized. The next thing he talked about was uh, was terrorism, which has been a I mean, that has been a huge part of the Donald Trump presidency the first three years. What with all of the the large uh, and well-known terrorists that Donald Trump has basically eliminated from the earth. And he sent out a he said, look, this is exactly what we're doing. We are going to go out and we are going to find people who terrorize Americans and kill Americans and treat, you know, the death of Americans as some kind of blood sport and cheer them on. And we're going to take them out and we won't settle for it. And he put forth one of these strongest rebukes and I think warnings to terrorists that I've ever heard any president say. Our message to the terrorists is clear. You will never escape American justice. If you attack our citizens, you forfeit your life. If you attack our citizens, you forfeit your life. And not only does Donald Trump, that's not a promise. That's just him basically recapping the events of the past couple months. Remember Soleimani in, uh, in Iran or in uh, Iraq when he got off the plane? This is a guy that terrorized Americans, killed hundreds of Americans, thousands of people, including his own citizens. This is the guy that invented the roadside bomb, which has killed American soldiers and British soldiers and Australian soldiers. And, and it caused tons more to be to be to be permanently, uh, you know, uh, uh, amputees. These are these are bad people. And Donald Trump's like, look, we're not putting up just a reminder. If you do anything to harm Americans, you forfeit your life. And that is such a strong and important message for the world to hear. And speaking of protecting Americans, he didn't just talk about protecting Americans from from terrorists abroad. He brought the message home when talking about immigration and most specifically sanctuary cities. And he sat right or stood rather right in front of Nancy Pelosi and talked about California becoming a sanctuary state. And he pointed out the brother of a man who was shot eight times by an illegal immigrant who was caught and released back into California and, and went on a, like a rampage. And he talked about how sanctuary cities are against the law and that Congress should pass this legislation allowing the victims of, 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 of illegal immigrant criminal behavior to sue the sanctuary cities and states that protect these people. And then he said what I think is probably the best explanation as to why sanctuary cities are bad. And he did it in a way of describing what America should actually be. Listen to this. 
The United States of America should be a sanctuary for law-abiding Americans, not criminal aliens. Yeah. This is not a sanctuary city. This is not we need we don't need 50 sanctuary states. We need one sanctuary country where every single American can feel free and safe and know that they are protected from crime. This is not a place where we where we offer sanctuary to criminal illegal aliens. And that got a huge round of applause and also some really horrible looks from the likes of Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and pretty much everyone from New York and California who cares more about the rights of illegal immigrant criminals than they do law abiding American citizens. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, there was something else that he said that I think is uh, very important and where, where, oh, here it is. Uh, speaking of uh, protecting Americans, this is another, this is another point in the speech that drew incredible ire from those on the other side of the aisle. So long as I am president, I will always protect your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. In fact, at that point, there was a, a heckler, a, a protester, was the father of a victim of the Parkland school shooting who Nancy Pelosi invited to the speech to come and sit in the gallery. He got up. He started he started jeering the president, yelling at him, talking about gun violence and how he, you know, his child was murdered at Parkland, which was very sad. He had to be escorted out of the gallery. But this is an important moment in the speech because Donald Trump is, of course, doubling down again on the Second Amendment. And he is he is hitting back directly at Michael Bloomberg, who you may remember just a couple days ago during the Super Bowl, started running ads about how he was going to curb gun violence and take away people's guns. And that was going to be the issue that he's hanging his hat on. So Donald Trump is saying, look, here's what we're doing. We are not going to socialize health care. We're not going to turn this into a socialist country. We're going to make education better. We're going to keep you safe from terrorists. We're going to keep you safe from illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah. And you're going to get to protect yourself with guns, as promised in the Constitution. One more clip here. This is about Supreme Court justices. We have confirmed a record number of 187 new federal judges to uphold our Constitution as written. This includes two brilliant new Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Thank you. Yeah. And he shouts out to both of his Supreme Court justices who made it through. And then when the when the applause dies down, when the cheering subsides, he says what I think is one of the best lines I've ever heard him say. And it sticks it right to the Democrats and it lays forward the most important reason again for him to be reelected in November. And we have many in the pipeline. We have many in the pipeline. He knows that one of the big reasons he got elected was because we were going to have uh, vacancies on the bench and people wanted conservative justices. Well, look, we may have a couple more vacancies on the bench and Donald Trump's reminding everybody we got a bunch of conservative justices to fill those vacancies. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Quick break. I talked enough. It's your turn. Whatever you want Wednesday kicks off right after traffic, weather and news on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Our message to the terrorists is clear. You will never escape American justice. If you attack our citizens, you forfeit your life. Man, I did, he didn't have the gunshot in there, but how great would it be if there were sound effects during the city? Wouldn't that be great? It was like, if you threaten American citizens, you forfeit your life. Like he's walking out of a saloon. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's like, making up for the two of us. Yeah, Sam Elliott's there going, <laughs> oh, you ain't been up off that porch. Uh, 855-765-1045. You know, give him a couple more. Give him four more years, and I think he's going to probably do that because he's already giving out prizes. You know, he gave one girl a scholarship. He gave Rush Limbaugh the the Medal of Freedom. Uh, I said Medal of Honor earlier, the Medal of Freedom. He gave out all these amazing uh, awards to people, and he reunited that one woman. It was very Ellen show. There were elements of Oprah. There were elements of the Ellen show. There were elements of, of America's Most Wanted. It was really a fantastic state of the Union and so fun to watch. So I'm I'm pretty sure that in the in the next few years, in the coming years, uh, Donald Trump's going to he's going to start using more of that in his State of the Union speeches. And you're probably going to hear him um, start using, I don't know, the sound effects 
or or you know maybe he'll maybe he'll do something with Nancy Pelosi. Because if she's just going to sit back there and make faces and rip up his speech, you know, I, I mean, I know it's her chamber and I know she has to invite him. But it is. And, and that's the other thing people don't realize is that the State of the Union is by invitation. Nancy Pelosi sends a letter to the president and says, dear Mr. President, we invite you to give the State of the Union address on Tuesday, February 4th at nine o'clock p.m., yada, yada, yada. And then he RSVPs and says, I'll be there, you know, that kind of thing. And so she invites him into the chamber. He gives the speech and then she rips it up with. Which, when you think about the fact that he is her guest, he's there by her request for her to do that, it's now like doubly or even triply, triply as uh, as insulting and petty um, of Nancy Pettilosi to do. 855-765-1045. All right, the rest of the show is up to you, folks. I'm done talking. It's all on you. It's whatever you want Wednesday, and it starts uh, right now with Dylan in Jacksonville. Hi, Dylan. How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for holding, man. Uh, what do you want to say today, Dylan? Absolutely, brother. Quick shout-out to my mom and dad, uh, Dan and Debbie in St. Augustine, listening. What's up, Dan uh, and Mark, Deb? I just, wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to say the president did amazing last night, Mark. Um, I encourage all my millennial peers to get out and vote in November. Um, you know, take pride in God and country and let your voice be heard. Um, big mega ditto to Rush Limbaugh on the uh, Medal of Freedom and uh, thoughts and prayers with his family. And I'll tell you what, Mark, let Nancy make as many faces as she wants. She is a reflection of the Democratic Party, and uh, if she keeps that up, it looks like we'll definitely get four more years. Man, I'll tell you what, if she's a reflection of the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party needs a new mirror because because that one's not that one's not doing them any good. Dylan, thank you so much for the call. That's really great. Look, I encourage I encourage your millennial uh, peers to go out and vote this November, too. But I'll take it one step further. I would encourage your millennial peers to go out and vote for Donald Trump and other Republicans. I would vote for any Republicans that are up in the Senate or the Congress, Congress especially. I would vote for Donald Trump to get four more years because, as you can see in the speech, as you can see what he outlined, you're going to get freedom. You're going to get equality. You're going to get better jobs. You're going to get better health care. And we're going to fight back socialism. And for those of you that think socialism is cool, I would just urge you to I would urge you to do a little investigating, maybe talk to a couple of socialists or people who risked their lives and at times lost their lives or don't talk to the people who lost their lives because, I mean, that's that's tough to do. But basically anyone who came over here and, and you know, lost loved ones or had to leave loved ones behind in a, in a communist country, Cuba, Russia, China, Cambodia. I mean, there's a bajillion of them. You can find somebody and talk to them and say, hey, this socialism thing, you know, when Bernie Sanders talks about it at the at the rally slash rock concert with all the beer and weed, it sounds really cool, is it? They'll tell you a totally different story. But uh, Dylan, thanks so much. Thank Dylan, Dan, Deb, thanks to all y'all. Uh, we appreciate you listening. This is Jason and Yuli. Hi, Jason. How are you, Lee? Um, Yuli Cooley. Oh, oh, good. Yuli. What's up, man? What do you want to say today on whatever you want Wednesday? I tried to call in yesterday uh, when you were talking about the caucus, but I didn't get in on time. I believe that they were trying to wait for the results to kind of take the uh, Trump's thunder away right before his State of the Union speech, and now they're going to wait for uh, you know his acquittal. They may release the rest of it right before, so that way the news is talking about the caucus and everything that they're doing and not – paying attention to all the good stuff Trump is doing. Yeah, and, you know, they were, but here's the thing. Today, nobody's talking about the caucus anymore. You know, every, leading up to the State of the Union, they're going to talk about whatever. They're going to talk about, I mean, Joe Biden, they're going to talk about what a horrible caucus he had. They're talking about Mike Bloomberg now pledging to spend triple what he was spending already because he's taking advantage of all the, of all the, uh, the you know, the, the mess-ups and the and the inconsistencies and the, you know, just the, the craziness going on in this Democratic primary. He wants to jump in there with more money and, and try to leapfrog every else so they talked about it all the way up to the state of the union but i guarantee today it's all trump it's all trump it's all pelosi it's all state of the union and then come four o'clock it's going to be all acquittal 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 and the iowa caucus it's over it's been so ridiculous everybody is like sick of it now they're all in fact joe biden was like screw iowa we're on to new hampshire let me play that for you here because i think we have it so we don't know precisely how many dollars we have or how many we get but i feel really good about getting more than our fair share This is Joe Biden, such a moron. He goes in there, he places fourth, and he says, you know what? We got I'm we got more than our fair share. You got more than your fair share? You mean you thought you were gonna get less, or you're saying you only deserved less? 
You're an idiot. You can't potentially represent the United States of America because you because you feel like coming in fourth in Iowa, a state where you were for the last three weeks, a state where you uh, spent all this money, a state where your party basically said, look, you got to win this or we're all screwed. You go in there, you get 15 delegates or 15 percent of the vote. You maybe walk away with a handful of delegates, a third of what Pete Buttigieg gets. And you're like, hey, we just got we got more than our fair share. Please don't ever, ever tell anyone that you're an American because that's that's just embarrassing to me. 855-765-1045. Bill in Fleming Island. How you doing, Bill? Good morning. Good morning. Could you think Nancy Pelosi could be disappointed that she's probably vice president now? Could Your phone crapped out on me a little bit, Bill. Is Nancy Pelosi disappointed that she's what? Not going to be vice president now. Did she think she was going to be vice president? Well, if Trump's um, impeached, then uh, Pence becomes president and the Speaker of the House becomes vice president. That's not true. They actually pick a vice president. It's only oh, really? if it's only if Pence and and uh, and Trump have to step down that she would become president. But Pence would choose his own vice president. Uh, they, they would have to go through some kind of congress. Nancy Pelosi will never be anything with the word president in it, either vice or just of the United States or any maybe president of her local AA chapter. But she will never, ever be president of anything. In fact, this is the last job Nancy Pelosi will have. And most people are shocked that she's been able to keep it that long. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Jim from the South Side. How you doing, Jim? Hey, Mark. How you doing this morning? I'm doing great. What do you want to say, Jim? Well, I wondered last night. You know, Trump took a pause and took a sip of water partway through his speech. Yeah. You think he was tempted to throw the water on Pelosi and watch her meltdown, <laughs> and the only thing that would be left is her broom? Ah, <laughs> yeah, the, her broom. Which, by the way, she had, did. You see what she was wearing? I didn't know if that was like uh, everyone else had the American flag pins. And she had this gold, it looked like a witch's uh, you know, wand, like something out of Harry Potter or something, which would be fitting. Or uh, at halfway through, I looked at it, and you know what it looked like to me? A swizzle stick, the kind of like a drink stir. And I was thinking, oh, you know, after the after the speech, she just throw like a couple of olives on there, and she can throw it right in her martini, and she's good to go. But, uh, yeah, that was a – that was a <laughs> – I mean, spit water on her. That would have been that would have definitely been the thing that everyone uh, was talking about talking about today. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Mike in Fort Worth, Texas. How you doing, Mike? Hi, how you doing? Oh, great, man. What do you want to say today on whatever you want Wednesday? Well, I like to watch the uh, Fox News coverage uh, to see their uh, media reaction. Then I like to go over to CNN and MSNBC to see uh, how they're going to lie or spin it. Right. And the one thing I noticed is they're constantly talking about uh, fact-checking, of course, which they always do. Mm -hmm. And uh, this particular fact that they really hammered home on was the uh, pre-existing condition. He's trying to get rid of that. And uh, what they're doing is they're conflating Obamacare and him trying to eliminate that with the... uh, pre-existing condition clause, and I think it's important for the listeners to uh, differentiate the two because we have to know what they're actually trying to do here in order to combat that when we're talking to people. That is a great point, and that was when the Democrats were most vocal, when all the women in white stood up and they started going, three, 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 remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know what? In fact, we got to take a quick break, but you're right. That's a great point, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Guess what? You can leave us an open mic message, too, if you prefer. If you don't want to talk to me, you just want to talk at me, uh, download our mobile app. It's 104.5 WOKV in the Google Play Store or the iTunes Store. Send us your thoughts. We'll get them on the air, and we'll do all of it right here in just a minute on 104.5 WOKV. Hey, Mark, this is the president. You're doing a great job on your radio show today. Everybody's talking about it. It's number one. It's the tops in Jacksonville, tops in the southeast. Mark, it's a great show. You're doing a wonderful job explaining the benefits and the four and seven and eight or however many points you want to pull out. Those millions, everybody's talking about it. It was great. It's a great speech. It's wonderful. Keep up the good work, Mark. You're doing great. That open mic was almost as long as the State of the Union. But thank you for that, uh, Mr. President or whoever you are. We really appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Before we get back to the phones, there was a question about the uh, women getting up and chanting three, 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 three. And, you know, uh, the, how the, the talking points today are all about Donald Trump lying about, um, you know, pre-existing conditions. And basically what it boils down to is the Democrats in the House have a bill 
they have a bill that they want to pass or that they passed rather. It's called H.R. 3. And it's one of the bills. It's the other thing they've been doing besides impeaching Donald Trump. And whenever Nancy Pelosi would come out and pretend to be working, she would say, yes, we're impeaching Donald Trump. But I now want to talk about H.R. 3. It's very important for these reasons. Lower drug prices, pre-existing conditions, yada, yada, yada. Well, that bill's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to get to the president's desk because Mitch McConnell in the Senate is going to veto it. Mitch McConnell has his own bill with Chuck Grassley and Donald Trump mentioned that yesterday. And so you've got competing bills, both of which kind of work to do the same thing, only one's better than the other. I mean, depending on who you talk to. And that's why when Donald Trump said, I urge Congress to get together and, and, and you know, uh, fight these, uh, these monumental drug prices. And when he talked about pre-existing conditions, they all jumped up in their white outfits and started chanting three, 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 three. Also, the white outfits thing, that's something they've been doing for the past few states of the union addresses. And it's all about women's suffrage, women having the right to vote, because it's the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. 2020 is the one hand. It was passed in 1920. And that's when women were able um, were able to vote just like men. So there you go. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is let's see what we got here. Dr. Bauman in Jacksonville. Hi, Dr. Bauman. How you doing? Uh, good morning, Mark. Good, good morning. You. How are you, Dr. Bauman? I am doing great. With 22 years of medical experience, yeah. I definitely diagnose Nancy Pelosi has manic depressive syndrome. She, <laughs> no, no, she is very, very true. She yes, is, listen. To me. Yeah, okay, I'm listening. Yes, yeah, she is. She is smiling with no facial expression. Okay, she is not talking, but her lips are moving. I noticed that. Yeah, and all all of them are the signs of manic depressive syndrome. Manic depressive syndrome. So that doesn't sound like something you should have when you're Speaker of the House or that you shouldn't be Speaker of the House if you have something like that. She's not the Speaker. The Speaker are those four squads. She is not. Yeah, okay. So uh, you mentioned something about her facial paralysis, too. Is that something that could be caused from, like, excessive Botox or something, or is that more of a, a mental it, condition? It is usually along the ride when you are taking a lot of psychotropic medication, yeah. usually causes facial paralysis. Okay. Dr. Bauman, we really appreciate your diagnosis. I mean, look, we knew something was going on. So it's nice to get an expert opinion on that. 8557. We should, we should keep Dr. Bauman on standby just in case, you know, next time Nancy Pelosi collapses or something or if Hillary Clinton stumbles down the stairs again, he can, uh, he can diagnose her quickly. 855-765-1045. Pat from Mandarin. How are you, Pat? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I liked uh, what the previous doctor had said about it, but uh, I kind of have to disagree with it. You know, I mean, to me, it looks like Nancy Pelosi at some point in time had a stroke, you, you know, just... with the side of her face being paralyzed and yeah. uh, with her slurred speech and all that stuff. I mean, it's all signs of a stroke right there. Pat, are you a doctor as well? Um, no, I did go to school for medical, though. Oh, yeah. Medical what? Marijuana? Um, no, <laughs> oh, okay. no, I went as a PCT, patient care tech. Oh, that's great! All right, well, so you know, definitely. So we got two medical opinions there on what's wrong on what's wrong with Nancy Pelosi. I went to medical. I went to school for medical marijuana before it was medical. It was just a, <laughs> sorry. I was entertaining myself for a second. We'll get back to the show now. Doug in Fernandina Beach. How you doing, Doug? Hey, I'm doing great. Great show. Oh, thank you, sir. I thought it was a great. State of the Union speech. Yeah, and uh, and and Trump did contain himself. I'm, I'm sure he wants to let loose. So I'm hoping that at some point after he's acquitted by the Senate, that he'll find a way to ask the Russians to look at Adam Schiff's emails <laughs> yeah. between him and the whistleblower. He that ought to make. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the talk yesterday, you're right, was will Donald Trump open up in the State of the Union about about impeachment? Will Donald Trump let the Congress have – they're all going to be sitting there. Adam Schiff was there. Jerry Nadler was there. Nancy Pelosi was right behind him the whole time. Will Donald Trump mention impeachment in the State of the Union? That was the one thing people were watching for, and he did not. He let it go. He took the high road. But there's going to be an acquittal today at around 4 o'clock. I would imagine Donald Trump will be – Making a statement or a speech or taking questions or doing all three sometime shortly thereafter. And man, he will not be in the Senate chamber. He will not be giving the State of the Union. He will not be in front of the entire world. He will be Donald Trump 
unleashed. I guarantee that. 855-765-1045. Alan, Ricky, James, Judy, Russell, everybody who's calling. We're trying to get to everybody as quickly as we can. Uh, we got a couple more segments, so we're good to go. If you left an open mic message or if you're trying to get through on the phone, this is your time. This is whatever you want Wednesday. It's whatever you want to talk about. 855-765-1045. Give us a buzz. We'll do more on the Marquee Show right after this on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Nancy Pelosi is the oldest two-year-old I have ever seen. <laughs> she sure does. She sure does act like right, man. She could not sit still for 90 minutes to save her life. 855-765-1045. I did catch, by the way, Mike Pence smiling a, a, a couple times, too. How awkward for him to have to uh, sit next to her and, like, the whole I mean, I I couldn't look away. If I were sitting back there next to Nancy Pelosi and she was, there was one point, and I don't know if you caught it, but she actually, I don't know if you remember when she announced the articles of impeachment and everyone started cheering and she had to point her finger and scold people. She was doing that again last night. You saw her look into the gallery angrily like a grandma and point her finger, and you saw her finger come out the other side of Donald Trump's head. She was so fidgety and just, it was just... It was just weird. 855-765-1045. James is in St. Augustine, and he wanted to comment on that. Hi, James. How are you? Uh, perfect uh, intro there for that. Uh, the uh, Pelosi, uh, uh, the way she was talking to herself and pointing and all, you can see Pence sitting there saying, you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. He was and, totally uh, confused. <laughs> but, but a couple of things I wish uh, they could have done last night um, is move the podium over. Just enough to cover her, yeah, her face, her face, and the other thing is maybe put, uh, not put anything in her folder when she got her speech. But I mean, oh. he got his guy. Yeah, if he just instead of like the actual speech, he could have just put in um, like the articles of impeachment and written like, you know, Nana, Nana, doo doo on it or something or just put like a picture of himself uh, or like something that says, you know, keep America great. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. I mean, because uh, apparently she didn't want the speech anyway. She ripped it up uh, before she left. 855-765-1045. Russell in Middleburg. How you doing, Russell? Fine. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Russell. What do you want to say on whatever you want Wednesday? Was it legal for Nancy Pelosi to tear up the uh, documents that she did? Was that legal or illegal for her to destroy those? You know, I don't know. I've heard a couple people uh, online and, of course, uh, calling in today saying that the speech that she received was signed by the president and was supposed to be part of the National Archives. And by ripping it up, she basically has has uh, destroyed a, an, a document belonging to the United States of America, and that is illegal. But, I, you know, I, I can either confirm or deny that. Um, it does seem like it does just seem really petty either way. And if, look, if it was supposed if it was meant for the National Archives and it was part of the American registry and it was, you know, an official document that belonged to the United States of America, then, uh, yeah, let's go after her. You know, let's go after her. let's uh, let's send the the, um, the full weight of the Justice Department after Nancy Pelosi and also the rest of them. Let's not forget. 855-765-1045. Ricky in Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, Mark. I just wanted to talk about uh, Rush for a brief moment. Um, I'm, a, I'm a millennial. I'm of Cuban descent. My uh, grandfather, when he was my age at 35, fled Cuba with my father, who was about five or six at the time. And, uh, you know, Cuban-Americans, they're some of the most patriotic, red, white, and blue Americans you'll ever meet. They they know where the left side of the spectrum leads to. Sure. And um, I, I remember some of my earliest memories are sitting in my abuelo's backyard. He's smoking a cigar, always tinkering with something. And Rush Limbaugh would be on on his crappy little radio there. It'd be all staticky and listening to it. And uh, he, he's been a big part of my life growing up. He's a big part of my work day from noon to three, listening to him on my on my radio. While I'm driving around in the work truck. And uh, he, he's he's going to be dearly missed. And I, I just I just want to say that his diagnosis doesn't sound good. He's going to be dearly dearly missed. You know, that, and, uh, he's definitely affected my life. Yeah. And, I, and one more one more quick thing. Sure. Is some of the comments on on his diagnosis on YouTube or or wherever you're looking are just the most vile things you've ever read. Thank you, cancer. Good riddance. Oh, I mean, where is the clap on the left side of the spectrum? You would never see that if. Bernie Sanders was, was diagnosed with something like that. And he's a communist. 
That's all I got to say. I'll take your comments off the air. Yeah, Bernie. Well, Bernie Sanders literally had to leave the campaign trail because he had two stints put into his heart. You know, and nobody was like, nobody was like, you know, oh, Bernie Sanders' heart doesn't even want him to be president. I mean, nobody would said that. I mean, I just said it, but I was just giving you an example. I wasn't actually. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, but the, I mean, look, I don't want to get into the vile comments because you're always going to have people that are that are basically human trash who are going to say stuff. But you're right. I bet the thing about Rush Limbaugh, uh, you know, and especially for this audience, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for no one. This station probably wouldn't be here if it weren't for Rush Limbaugh. There are actually radio stations around the country that are called like Rush 104.5 or Rush whatever, because he's he's really saved the format for a lot of people and, and grown it and, and really made it what it is. And and Sean Hannity, who is the second most listened to guy in talk radio, will 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 tell you every single day of his life. The only reason he's as successful on radio uh, as he is is because of because of Rush Limbaugh and, you know, even Neil Bortz and, and Herman Cain. And I'm I'm way down the list. You know, I came after all those guys. But I know it's you know, I know why this form format is what it is and i know how what it means to people that's the thing what rush limbaugh and what talk radio means to people just like you and and your and your immigrant parents and and a bunch of other conservatives who you know who for the most part for years this was the only place where you could go to get the truth you know eventually fox news kind of figured it out now you have places like like um like newsmax and and other websites that are following suit and yeah there's there's more opportunity with the internet for conservatives to get the news and the information and the truth that they want but but all of those exist again because of rush limbaugh the entire conservative media industry owes him a debt and like i said he's going through treatment and we can just hope that the treatment works out and that he stays because he just signed a new contract for five more years you know and that's what we want we want five more years five more years five more years eight five five seven six five one oh four five ralph on the west side what's up ralph how are you Doing good. Love the show. Just oh. wanted to comment on your uh, lapel pin comment from Pelosi's left uh, wearing last night. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a symbol of fascism. It's like the original symbol. It's uh ancient imperial Roman symbol. So it's like a bundle of sticks featuring an axe. It, it's uh, indicating a power of life and death. Huh. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's good. That's kinda. good to know. Yeah. Well, she's definitely ancient, so that makes it, it's fitting that she would wear some kind of ancient symbol. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, let's see, an actor. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Let's see what she did here. She. Uh, a lot of people are talking about how she didn't open it. Uh, report. You know, the way that it's you're you're supposed to be open. I'm reading a little bit about her pin here. It's an eagle with spread wings perched on a globe atop a bundled shaft of thirteen rods. Uh, it is a symbol of authority of the sergeant at arms, Pelosi's role. It is a marker of strength and unity, which seems to have fallen by the wayside. I also think it's just a drink stirrer. I think it, I think it does double duty. Hey, uh, thanks so much for the call. We really uh, we really appreciate it. This is Cheryl in St. Augustine. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Great. What do you want to say today, Cheryl? Well, the, the group I was watching, uh, the State of Union with, they yeah. believe that Nancy Pelosi was drunk. So that stirrer there was stirring her vodka in her glass. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed and, she took a couple just, sips here and there. She just did not look like she was paying attention at all. No, and just just for everybody out there, power of prayer is great. Pray for Rush. Yeah, we, we definitely need Rush. Yeah, hey, thanks for calling, Shirley. Absolutely. The uh, there were a couple moments where she was flipping through the speech, and I don't know if she couldn't follow along or she couldn't hear, or but she just seemed lost. Like she was like, "Where are we in this? Where are we in this thing?" And then, of course, at the end, it didn't. She was just like, "Oh, to hell with it!" And she just started, you know, she just started like ripping it, just like, "Oh, to hell with this! I don't even, I don't even know what any of this means." Uh, star, star. 1045 if you're on a uh, if you're on a cell phone this is Alan in Palm Coast how you doing Alan Hey Mark good morning uh, I was hey. wondering if you saw the post on Facebook about Adam Schiff's daughter is dating that Eric uh, the whistleblower Yeah Yeah I've Did seen I, I mean I've seen that a couple times uh her name is Alexa Schiff right is that her Right that's it yeah Yeah I don't know if they're dating yeah. or not I'll be honest I don't really I don't really care about their personal life that, that much. And can we stop calling him the whistleblower? Because we know he's not the whistleblower. We know that he's a Democratic operative. We know he worked for Obama. We know he was a holdover. And we know that he's been planning this entire thing since the he was like, Let's, how do we get Donald Trump uh, impeached? You know what? I'll pretend to be a whistleblower and we'll pretend we'll work with Adam Schiff one on one. And well, he's not a whistle. That's not even what a whistleblower is. 
A whistleblower is somebody who works in a company or a government and sees a threat to people's lives or their dig or something, you know, something illegal going on and, and risks their lives, risks their dignity, risks their careers, risks their fortunes, risks everything to, to come forward and denounce, uh, whatever act it is that they've witnessed. This guy didn't do that. This guy, that's not what it was, that he did not blow any whistles. He was just the, uh, he was just the operative whose job it was to, to be in charge of, you know, of, of, of submitting the, uh, the letter. Um, and he knew 100% going into it what he was going to do and what he was going to say because he was coached by Adam Schiff. 855-765-1045. Judy in St. Augustine. How you doing, Judy? Good. How are you? Great, Judy. Absolutely. Uh, what do you want to say today? There, you know, you see a lot on Facebook. You can't believe it all. So when I see something, I follow it. There's a bill called H.R. 111 that was proposed when Hillary was running for president. When she lost, they put it on hold. It is on hold. It's still active. And it was co-signed by 42 Democrats to turn over a lot of our freedom to the U.N. People need to look at this. This is their, I mean, I'm not a conspiracist. I try to look at both sides, but this bill is scary if they ever get it through. Okay, all right. Hey, thanks, thanks, Judy. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure about that. You know, we'll look that one up. Um, 855-765-104. We got to take a quick break. When we, we have one more break. We have a handful of calls and a bunch of open mics. We're going to try to get to as many as possible. So if you're waiting on the line, just please wait a little bit longer. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Pelosi was shuffling through papers the whole speech. What was she doing, her taxes? Well, Nancy Pelosi doesn't pay her taxes. Are you kidding me? And 855-765-1045. All right, we're going to take the last couple minutes here to uh, just make sure that we get everything. Because it's a state of the union. Man, what a great state of the union. They should have called it the great of the union. Because it was it was from the beginning to the end. And if you missed the end, here's how here's how Donald Trump, here's the picture he painted at the end of it. This nation is our canvas and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. The best is yet to come because uh, you guys are going to give me four more years. And that's exactly uh, that's exactly what we need. Right, everybody? Four more years. Four more years. Four, four more, more years. years. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> 855-765-1045. Craig in Ponte Vedra. How you doing, Craig? Hey, Mark. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. And how about yourself? I'm doing the same, man. What do you want to say, Craig? I just wanted to say that was the greatest show on earth. Now, I heard on somewhere in the night on a talk show or whatever, uh, a couple of the Democrats were crying about uh, Trump sounded like a carnival barker. Well, guess what? Here, the carnival barker is the best sound you can hear because you know you're going to go see the greatest show on earth. Yeah. He's done talking. And that's what I think that was last night. You know what? He should have turned around and started guessing people's weight or like uh, when <laughs> or when or when the year they were born. Uh, I'm guessing Nancy. I've got 1903. Oh, I'm wrong. Oh, here you you win a Cupid doll. Eight five five seven six five one of a great point though. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Zachary in Seagram, Florida. How you doing, Zachary? Hey man, I'm doing all right. How are you? Hey, great. What do you want to say, dude? I just want to say that Trump is awesome. I mean, he's the greatest president that of all time, in my opinion, really. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is just the most unclassy woman. That I've ever seen. It was a bad show for the Democrats. Between what happened in Iowa yesterday and what happened at the State of the Union yesterday, it was an all-around bad day 
for the Democrats. They had they had nothing happen right for them. They had this debauchery going on in Iowa where they couldn't even count the votes. They only reported 60. I think at this point we're still only at like 70 or 80 percent of the votes being tabulated. Joe Biden, who's supposed to be their you know, their their big their big winner, the guy's going to take on Donald Trump, plummeted to fourth place in Iowa. And then on top of that, you had Nancy Pelosi uh, disrespecting the president and the state of the union and all of his guests and the country by ripping up the speech at the very end of it. So so what's today? Yesterday, put it February 4th, 2020, one of the worst days uh, for the Democrats. 855-765-1045. John in Jacksonville. How you doing, John? Good. How are you? Great. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I guess first my, my prayers are out to rush over everything. But, uh, you know, I love your show. Listen to you every day. But my, my thing that I wanted to, to bring up that was probably the most disgusting part about Poison Pelosi that ripped the paperwork up, how does she think that the lady who lost her husband that's sitting there with her son and the family that lost their daughter that was tortured and killed, how do you think that, that America looked at that when she's ripping up the things that he said about those families, she doesn't Down think about. She that. doesn't think about that. None of them do. They, all they think about is how how to get rid of Donald. That's all she was thinking about. She was like, "How do I make my point uh, during the, this speech? How do I tell everyone how much we hate Donald Trump? I'll just rip it up." That's all she was thinking about. Listen, we got to get out of here. Uh, Mark Stein, I believe, is in for Rush Limbaugh here in just a few minutes. I'm sure he'll have more. He'll continue the convo. Plus, we've got traffic weather in the news next on 104.5 WOKV.